Section 19 of Anthropology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anthropology, Book 1, by Immanuel Kant, translated by Adolf Ernst Kroger. Section 19. Concerning the Designatory Faculty and Signs. 36. Concerning the designatory faculty. Faculty signatrix. The faculty of cognizing the present as a means of connecting the representation of the foreseen with that of the past is called the designatory faculty. The act of the mind in effecting this connection is the affixing of a sign, signatio, also called signalizing and the higher degree whereof is named distinction. Forms of things, so far as they serve only as a means of obtaining representations through conceptions, are symbols, and cognition by means thereof is called symbolic or figurative, speciosia. Letters or hieroglyphics are not exactly symbols, for they may also be merely mediate, indirect signs signifying nothing in themselves but leading to contemplations and thereby to conceptions only by means of association hence symbolical cognition must be opposed not to intuitive but to discursive cognition in which latter the sign character accompanies the conception only as a custodian custos for the purpose of reproducing it at some future time. Hence, symbolical cognition is opposed, as said before, not to intuitive cognition, which arises from sensuous contemplation, but to intellectual cognition, which arises from conceptions. Symbols are merely means of the understanding, and this they are only indirectly, by an analogy with certain contemplations to which the conceptions thereof can be applied, in order to give them significance through the representation of an object. Persons who can express themselves only symbolically have not as yet many conceptions of the understanding, and the much admired and vivid expressiveness in the speeches of savages, often also in those of the so-called sages of the uncultured people is nothing but a poverty of conceptions and hence also of words whereby to express them thus when the american savage says let us bury the tomahawk he means let us make peace indeed the ancient songs and epics from those of homer to those of ossian or from those of an Orpheus to those of the prophets, or the brilliancy of their execution solely to the lack of means whereby to express their conceptions. To make out the actual, sensually perceptible phenomena of the world to be the mere symbols of a spiritual world remaining behind concealed, as Swedenborg does, is an absurdity. But to distinguish in the representation of the conceptions that belong to morality which constitutes the essence of religion and that therefore appertains to pure reason which conceptions are called ideas the symbolical from the intellectual part church service from religion 
and thus to separate the perhaps temporarily useful and necessary hull from the subject matter itself this is enlightenment since otherwise an ideal of pure practical reason would be exchanged for an idol and the object aimed at would thus be missed it is undeniable that all the people of the earth have begun with this exchanging and that if we wish to ascertain what their teachers have really thought in writing their holy books we must interpret them not symbolically but literally since it would be dishonest to misinterpret their words but if we have in view not merely the truthfulness of the teacher but also and mainly the truth of the doctrine we must interpret that doctrine as a merely symbolical mode of representation to accompany those practical ideas by certain established forms and usages since otherwise the spiritual meaning which constitutes the chief end in view would become lost thirty seven we may divide signs into arbitrary artificial natural and miraculous signs a amongst the first named class of signs are one gestures mimics also since they are partly natural two letters signs for speech three notes signs for tones four ciphers signs agreed upon between certain persons and only for the use of the eye five crest signs of hereditary rank six uniform and livery signs of service seven orders signs of honor and merit eight brands signs of disgrace we must also count in the signs of pauses interrogations exclamations etc used in writing all language is the expression of thoughts by signs and vice versa the best mode of expressing thoughts by signs is that afforded by language this greatest means of all to understand oneself and make oneself understood by others to think is to speak with oneself the otaheite indians call thinking speech in the belly and hence also to hear oneself inwardly through the reproductive power of imagination to the deaf and dumb his speech is a feeling of the movement of his lips tongue and jaw and it is scarcely possible to imagine that in speaking he does anything else than to carry on a play with his bodily feelings he having really no conceptions or thoughts but even persons who can speak and hear do not always understand themselves or others and it is mainly due to a deficiency in the faculty of designation or to a faulty use thereof people taking signs for things or vice versa that men are often so far apart in their notions especially in matters appertaining to reason though they are agreed in their speech this is made apparent only by accident namely when each one acts on his own notions b so far as the natural signs are concerned the relation of the signs to the designated things is in regard to time either demonstrative or recollective or prognostic the beat of our pulse makes known to the doctor the present feverish condition of the patient even as smoke indicates a fire 
the reagents discover to the chemist the matters concealed in water even as the weathercock shows the direction of the wind but whether a blush betrays consciousness of guilt or rather a tender feeling of honour or merely the indignity felt at an insulting proposition it is in certain instances impossible to say tombstones and mausoleums are signs of our remembrance of the dead in the same class of signs or as tokens of the perpetual memory of the past power of a king we may count the pyramids layers of shells in districts far removed from the seas or the holes of the folads in the high alps or volcanic remnants where at present there are no eruptions show us the ancient condition of the world and form the basis of an archaeology of nature to be sure not so vivid as the scars of a warrior the ruins of palermo Baalbek, and persopolis are speaking memorials of the art condition of ancient states and sad mementos of the change of all things prognostical signs interest more than all others because in the series of changes the present is only a moment and the motive which determines our action desires the present only for the sake of the future ob futura consequentia and calls particular attention to it in regard to future events in the world we have the surest prognosis in astronomy but this becomes childish and fantastic when the stellar configurations conjunctions and changes of planetary position are represented as allegorical characters written on the pages of the sky telling of the impending fates of men as in the astrologia judiciaria the natural prognostic signs of an impending illness or cure or those like the facies hippocratica of approaching death are phenomena which based upon long and frequent experience serve also when apprehended in their connection as cause or effect to guide the physician in directing a cure of such a kind are the so-called critical days but the auguries and haruspices instituted by the romans for political purposes were a superstition sanctioned by the state to direct the people in periods of danger c so far as miraculous signs are concerned events in the nature of things turned topsy-turvy they consist if we accept those that nowadays no one thinks important any more such as the birth of monstrosities amongst men or cattle of the following signs and wonders in the heavens comets meteors auroras nay even eclipses of the sun and moon especially when such signs crowd together or perhaps even are accompanied by war pestilence etc in which cases they seem to the terrified mob as announcing the approaching day of judgment and the end of the world appendix a curious instance of the manner in which the power of imagination plays with man in substituting signs for things as if the former had an inner reality of their own and as if the latter adjusted themselves to the former deserves special mention here 
since we cannot divide the course of the moon according to its four phases new moon first quarter full moon and last quarter more exactly into round numbers than by giving it twenty-eight days the arabs on that account dividing the zodiac into the twenty-eight houses of the moon of which one quarter makes seven days the number seven has obtained a vast mystical importance to which even the creation of the world has been forced to conform especially since the ptolemaic system taught also seven planets just as seven tones were put into the gamut seven simple colors in the rainbow and seven was said to be the number of the metals thus there arose the graduated years seven plus seven and nine also being a mystical number with the hindus seven plus nine as likewise nine plus nine at the end of which human life was said to be in great danger and the seventy-year weeks of the jews four hundred and ninety years constitute really in jewish christian chronology not only the divisions of the most important changes in its history from the call of god to abraham to the birth of christ but determine also a priori and with minute exactness the limits of those divisions just as if chronology ought not to conform itself to history but history to chronology but even in other matters it becomes a habit to make things dependent upon numbers a doctor to whom his patient sends a fee by his servant and who upon opening the package finds eleven dollars therein will begin to suspect that the servant has appropriated one dollar for why he will argue is the dozen not full a person who buys porcelain things at an auction will bid less if the dozen is not full and if he bids on a lot of thirteen plates he will value the fourteenth only as a guarantee that if one of the dozen should break he will be able to replace it but why should this number have a special preference since we do not invite guests to dinner by the dozen a man left to his cousin in his will eleven silver spoons and added he knows best why i do not bequeath him the twelfth the young good-for-nothing namely had at one time when dining with his cousin secretly slipped a spoon into his pocket which the cousin observed well enough but said nothing about at the time so as not to disgrace the reprobate now when the will was opened and read every one could easily guess the meaning of the testator but solely through the accepted prejudice that only a dozen is a round number the twelve signs of the zodiac in analogy with which number the twelve jurymen in england seem to have been hit upon have also received such a mystical significance in italy germany and elsewhere also perhaps it is considered ominous to have thirteen guests at the dinner-table it being supposed that in such a case one of them whoever it may be must die within the year and at a table to which twelve judges have been invited the thirteenth who chances to be amongst them is sure to be the criminal who will be put on trial i was present once myself at such an occasion when the lady of the house noted this mishap and quietly beckoned her son to leave the table and dine in another room so as not to disturb the cheerfulness of the guests 
but even the mere size of the numbers when one has enough of the things which they designate excites astonishment from the simple fact that they do not by chance fill a division of numbers made on the decimal principle and hence in itself altogether arbitrary thus the emperor of china is said to have a fleet of nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine ships and we ask ourselves secretly why not one more although the answer might well be because nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine are enough for his use but our question had in point of fact not the usefulness of the fleet in view but originated solely in a sort of numerical mysticism the matter is worse still though by no means unusual when somebody by economizing or cheating has at last succeeded in accumulating a fortune of ninety thousand dollars in cash and has now no rest until he has one hundred thousand dollars in full although he does not need them and in the effort perhaps if he does not get the gallows at least merits it to what childish tricks does a man condescend even in his mature age if he allows himself to be directed by the guiding threads of sensuousness let us now see in the next division of our work how much or how little better he will act when he follows his path by the light of the understanding end of section nineteen